Welcome to Messy Life Podcast. You know, life is messy, but it's in our mess that we find our message. And just because your life is messy, it doesn't mean you're messed up. We want to open up our lives. We want to open up our mess. We want to open up what we've learned through really painful, dark journeys. And our hope on the other end of this podcast, on the other end of Messy Life, is that you would find courage and strength and laughter and joy in the midst of your journey, that you would know that you are not in this alone and that you are stronger than you ever thought you were. So let's get messy. <laughs> like that. Welcome to the Messy Life Podcast. This is episode 12. It's part two where we're talking all things Enneagram. So if you haven't listened to part 11 yet, you may want to go back, listen to that first, because this episode will make a whole lot more sense if you do. We also want to talk about the triads that each number lives in, because I think this is super powerful. It'll be super helpful. For understanding um, the people that you work with, maybe understanding your friendships, um, your relationships, your parenting, Um, let's talk about the different triads that people live in. Okay, I'm going to talk about the anger or gut triad. So if you have taken the test and you know that you're an eight, a nine, or a one, here's the anger and gut triad that you kind of live in. These numbers are driven by anger. Uh, eight externalizes the anger, (laughs) a nine forgets it, and the one internalizes it. They take in and respond to life instinctually or at the gut level, this triad does. They tend to express themselves honestly and directly. Yeah, you got to love those eights, nines, and ones. I know, especially it helps me understand Lincoln a yeah. whole lot more. Yeah, it's so true. Like, um, you know, Lincoln, I think he's an Enneagram 8. I really think he is. And I'm a 2. So I oftentimes find myself, this is why it's so powerful to understand this. I, I constantly feel like a failure because he's not the kindest kid. And he's his heart is so good. And he really is like on the inside of him. He really is caring, but he's very black and white, and it's his way or the highway. And if you don't... <laughs> I'm just thinking about he's him it. and his friends friends on the street. I mean, it is Lincoln's oh way or the highway, and it's like, if you don't want to do what Lincoln wants to do, then he's like, cool, go home, get off my property. That's what he says, and, and get off my property. He, that's what he says. Because he's justice. And he's, he's he not is trying to black be mean and white. to them. He does not think it's mean. He's just like, it's my way or the highway. You're at my house. If you don't want to do what I want to do, go home. And he's not trying to be mean. I know Joel thinks it's so funny and I'm mortified by it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Lincoln, you're being so mean. Well, you have to understand. You have to understand. Lincoln also um, has some anxiety about things. He's wired that way where he's, he's very in tune with the surroundings, very in tune with people. And also just, he just kind of has this high where he'll shut down, but he's, I think he's an eight, which an eight usually will confront. 
So there are little things like the other day he came in and he's like, yeah, I hit this kid. And I was I like, I punched him in the face is what he said. Did well, he, he punched something? him in the arm, but oh, okay. the, this Thank kid God. was like grabbing his arm, wouldn't let go. And he's like, let go, let go. Or, or I'm going to do something. <laughs> and so he whacks the kid. And I, you know, as a dad, I'm like, good on you, son. You yeah. Know, like, as a mom, well, I was I, I, mortified. Well, and even scripturally, Jesus said, you, you need to turn <laughs> the other Joel. cheek. You need to turn yeah, the other see? cheek, but you can't Jesus turn the, with the two. You no, Just you joking. can't turn the cheek until you have a cheek. And so, for a timid kid who is learning to be brave, yeah, I, I he is developing his cheek, and I'm wanting to help develop that. I don't want him to hit kids. Please don't get me wrong. <laughs> but when he needs this in self defense, and that's what he told me. He's if he. If he is an attorney, he's going to be an excellent attorney because he's like, Dad, I was self-defense. I was defending myself. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> very good, son. Case. I said, it's very good that if you can't get out of a situation and you need to defend yourself, that that's appropriate uh, if it escalates to that. But, um, yeah. You, you, and then you, they were playing like an hour later, you know. Yeah, they, we, we worked it through. I said, but it'd be better if you can. Come get an adult. And let them help yeah. you, you know, mediate this. But um, anyways, he's an eight. He's an eight. And I feel like I'm always trying to get him to word things kinder. It's not that his heart isn't kind. Because honestly, eights have an incredible heart. They really yeah. are. To the core of who they are, probably I think some of the most wonderful people. Yeah. I One mean, of their attributes, they're loyal. They are loyal. If they have your trust, if you, if they trust you, they are loyal and will get your back. Oh, till the end. And their hearts are so good. They are, they're, they're justice people. So their hearts are incredible. And Lincoln has a very good heart. He will fight for the underdog. He will fight for what is right. But I also, also am oftentimes trying to get him to word things kinder. And so before I realized this, him being, I think he's an eight. I was always getting on him about Lincoln, be kind, be nice, be nice, always writing him. And really, I think I was, he's just not wired to be like me. I was trying to get him to be more like a two and he's not wired that way. He's just going to come across a little edgy. And so now instead of constantly writing him to be kind I think I play into his eight a little bit and I encourage his justice. <laughs> <laughs> like last night. Or I say, yeah. We were going looking at like Christmas the Christmas lights. lights in our neighborhood. Yeah. And we see this reindeer and I was like, look, it's Rudolph. And Lincoln's like, that ain't Rudolph. His nose isn't red. And I was like. <laughs> he's so black and white. He's so black and white. And Lincoln was right. And then I was like, yeah, who makes a reindeer without a nose that's red? Stupid reindeer. <laughs> And Lincoln just thought, and I felt so mean saying it. I was like, I should not be saying things like that. Lincoln thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever said. And I just earned super brownie points with Lincoln because I said something totally rude. And he just died laughing. And he's like, yeah, who makes a stupid reindeer without a red nose? That's stupid. (laughs) Who cares about anyone else except for Rudolph? Exactly. So it was really funny. Like I earned brownie points and was like the cool mom because I appealed to his like, black or white like if you're gonna make a reindeer make him with a red nose you know I mean yeah he did come around later I don't know if you heard him but he's like oh that was probably Clarice yeah he did Rudolph's girlfriend (laughs) he did so anyway okay back to the point we were like totally rabbit trailing it okay so um, we went through the first triad which is the anger or gut triad and that's eight nine and ones 
operate out of there. Yep. So the feeling or heart triads are twos, threes, and fours. These numbers are driven by their feelings. Jesus, help me, please. We really are. Twos focus outwardly on the feelings of others. Threes have trouble recognizing their own or other people's feelings. And fours concentrate their attention inwardly on their own feelings. They take, um, they each take in or relate to life from their heart and are more image conscious than other numbers. This is really, I think, super important for twos, threes, and fours to realize. Like, I have to be careful how much the emotions of other people I'm taking on because it will zap me dry because you feel it very strongly. I even have to be careful the movies I watch um, because it can put me in a really bad emotional space because you, I used to make up stories about people like, um, I have a really good friend. She would make fun of me all the time because I would see a person walking down the street. Like one time I saw a dad and we I was in college and lived in an apartment with my friends and I saw this dad walking his little girl to the trash can, the dumpster, they were taking out the trash. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if he's a single dad raising his daughter like all alone. And my friend was like, you psychopath, you don't even know him. Like (laughs) I created this whole emotional story of compassion about this person that I saw walking his daughter to the garbage can. They lived in an apartment. And she was like, you're such a weirdo. Um, But anyway, I use that as an example of like, they really love knowing the stories of people and it it fuels them, but you have to be careful because it can drain you at the same time. But we're big heart people. I also think there's there's kind of a juxtaposition of the Myers-Briggs, even with some of these personality types. And if if you didn't listen to episode nine, go back, check it out. We we explained Myers-Briggs. But if you notice, you and I are both uh, feelers. Yeah. So we live, it it crosses here that, um, that we empathize. We make up stories about things and you have to be careful watching too much. This is us, Casey. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> Shut up, Joel. Shut up. Oh. I love this is us, but then I'll be like sobbing in bed, eating my popcorn, like sobbing because Randall or whatever story. Like I just, I do. I have to be careful watching TV shows like that because then I'll cry myself to sleep. And Casey starts talking about we need to adopt a child, <laughs> Joel. We need to we need to adopt. Yeah, Anyways, um, I, I, I think it's that. it's really cool. So those are the heart, and it's also interesting about Casey and I. Casey is a two wing three, yeah. which is in this heart feelings triad, See, and I'm I like am a three dosed. wing four. So uh, <laughs> we are definitely empathetic people who want to be successful. That that. And help others. Help others, yeah. Thus absolutely. the birth of messy life. All right, okay, the five, third, six, and seven. <laughs> the third triad, the fear or head triad. So if your personality falls into five, six, or seven, these numbers are um, driven by fear. Or head or thinking. Or thinking. So um, fives externalize their fear or their thinking. Uh, six internalizes it. And a seven forgets it. <laughs> so, you know, and this is a seven is the enthusiast, which always wants to have fun, always plans this next, next exciting adventure. And I think some of it is to lose their fear in the next exciting thing. Or that not comes. be present with it. Yeah. They take in and relate to the world through the mind. They tend to think and plan carefully before they act. Yep. Super good. 
And so those are the triads. So can I just tell you a little story I had um, talking with a three? And I'm a three. But um, I was talking to a three, and they're a wing four, just like me. Uh And so it was really cool. This person has been struggling through um, some difficult things. And, um, you know, several months back, I was talking to this person, and they were like, oh, my gosh, like, they were struggling through a little bit of depression. They were struggling through um, just not feeling like they've fit anywhere. They kind of were in this state. And I could totally begin to unravel where they were at because they are a wing four, but there are three with a wing four. Um, And, you know, wing four is better than wing two because four wings are always tastier than two wings. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, I'm back on food. Sorry, back on track. But but because a three is um, success-oriented and they're often um, drawn to... Uh, be all things to all people and to gain influence through morphing themselves into what a group values and they they'll find that and so they they lose their lack of um authenticity to relate and to be seen as successful in a group of people but if you're a four a four is all about authenticity the romantic And so you get into a state where you lose yourself becoming all things to all people to to do the big thing, to be seen as successful and to gain influence. But if you're a wing four, your authenticity is always speaking to you saying, that was fake. No, that's not true. Wow, that's super good. No, that's not really who you are. And so you get in the state of this tendency of wanting to be this um, finding success, which is not a bad thing. No personality is bad. If you operate and you're unhealthy, it can be negative for you. But all personalities are great. But if you're a three-wing four, you can find yourself in this perpetual cycle of feeling fake. And you're actually at war in yourself because you're like, was that authentic? Are you doing this thing because you want to be seen in a certain light? So there's this internal dialogue that goes on between you and this other part of you that's also seeking to be uh, authentic, vulnerable, um, truthful, yeah. you know, transparent, but you're in this analyzation of yeah. wanting to do successful things, wanting to relate with others, but checking it with authenticity. It can be negative. And then, you, and then of all things, when you get into the spiral of thinking, you can become depressed and then you move into the, the negative traits of, of, for me, it's a nine. I related to that. Um, of your stress number. And so now I'm doing nothing, which is driving (laughs) me crazy because I I, I want to do things that matter. Yeah. So good. So there are these insightful things that as the more you discover about yourself, that you'll be able to help yourself. And then the more that you learn about others, you'll be able to just be that friend who can guide people and help them understand themselves in a kind way. You don't, you don't, I, I would not suggest pulling out the numbers unless they understand. <laughs> well, as a three, four, you know, just, yeah. just as a kind friend, you're able to say, listen, do you feel this way when, when you're, um, working towards this big goal? Have you lost yourself? Um, do you feel like you've really lost your center and your authenticity? Is that, and, and, 
the friend I was talking to was like, oh my God, that's exactly where I'm at. And so helping them understand themselves can lead them into the life that they were supposed Absolutely. to live. And I think too, and we'll wrap up with this, um, this is what Messy Life Podcast is all about. Like journeying together through our weaknesses, through struggles, through bumps in the road. And then when you find tools that help you navigate it better, um, that's the power in doing this. Like I knew the Myers-Briggs really well, but diving into the Enneagram, and again, we're not pros at the Enneagram. We're not certified coaches. Um, We're just sharing our experience with how we've grown and learned through understanding these personality types. It's helped me be a better parent. It's helped me be more compassionate towards others, you know, instead of just like a six, instead of saying, oh my gosh, your glass is always half empty, leaning into their strength and knowing that like, they're going to find the needle in the haystack of mistakes. Let's lean into that and let them make me better. You know, it, you understand and you see things very differently for a seven. Like they always want to keep their options open in case something more exciting comes along. And so when they last minute want to hang out or meet with you, I don't get frustrated or feel disrespected. I just know that I guess nothing more exciting came along and you, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that's just how a seven is, or that's how a six is, or that's how a two is, but also when you understand the weakness of that personality, God can maybe help you pull them out of that weak space. He can help you like when I see a two unraveling or going into an unhealthy place, I can pull them out and say like, hey, let's go to yoga together. Or hey, let's do something that refreshes you and refuels you. Hey, check your intention for why you're doing this and make sure that you don't have ulterior motives for doing this. It just it just helps you be a better person. It helps you be more self-aware and it helps you serve people better. Listen to me as a two. Helps you serve people better, you know, but it, it just makes you better and it helps you navigate your relationships better, understand family better, understand your spouse better, understand how to meet their needs. You know, I said something super prideful the other day to Joel <laughs> and um, pride, you know, our deadly, or a two's deadly sin is pride. Um, sometimes we're awesome and we know it, right? Like we're good with people and we know we're good with people. And so sometimes we can use that to our advantage. So I said something so prideful to Joel the other day. I was like, I am the secret sauce. I'm not going to say what it's about. I'm too embarrassed and I'm not ready to like <laughs> that just yet. I I'll tell you later. Your, I love your transparency. Oh, can I'll, I just say that? <laughs> and we can always edit. So. We can always edit. But half the time I say that to Joel and then he doesn't edit it out. And then I'm like. No, I, if you're, all, if you're if serious about it, <laughs> I always edit it out. If you're it's not serious true. about it, like if you're just like, we're going to edit that, you know. Or yeah, it's so true. True. But anyway, I said something super prideful to Joel the other day and he was like, hey, that's just a little bit of the Enneagram 2 pride coming out. And I was like, oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> and in a core, uh, like um, Ian Morgan Crone calls it um, the deadly sin. Each number has a deadly sin that they fall into and a two it's falls pride. into pride. And, <laughs> you gotta uh, keep us humble. And the threes, I know for me, it's self-deception. And when it gets really unhealthy, it's deception of others. Yeah. So um, Find out your deadly sin um, through the podcast. But anyway, it just helps you be more self-reflective. It helps. And, it, and you can also have a playful banter. Like Joel can call me out when I'm being prideful. It gives you a language. But I really was the secret sauce. <laughs> You you are the secret sauce of my life. 
I, yes, I am the secret sauce of real life. <laughs> so anyway, it just, it helps me know my weakness mm-hmm. and navigate um, stronger in that. So, and, and the other thing uh, to speak to, um, not being boxed in by these numbers, yes. you may be a three or a two or a nine or an eight. Let's say you're a nine and you're the peacekeeper and that's your natural tendency, but you can borrow from the eight, the, um, confrontation, Absolutely. but knowing that yourself, that your normal tendency is that you're going to be in chill mode, that you're going to let things go. You're going to be a little bit more laissez faire and relaxed, but there are those moments where you borrow from the strengths of other personalities. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, three. And one, one last thing I, I want to just, um, just lean towards the, in this direction that each of these personality types, the nine different Enneagram personality types, are really a reflection of God's personality yes, and what he's I like. I love that. Yep. And so if you're one, part of why you have been given your oneness is to show an attribute of God. And ones show this attribute. They show God's perfection. And the unhealthy, they can be an unhealthy perfectionist, but in their healthy state, they reveal God's perfection and his desire to restore the world to its original goodness. Yeah, I love Things that. Things are out of order here on this earth, but you show God's desire to restore the disordered chaos. Uh, twos, witness to God's unstoppable selfless giving. Yeah. So at your best place, you show God's unstoppable selfless giving. Threes remind us about God's glory. Fours show us um, and remind us about the creativity and pathos of God. Their deep emotion to be different. Fours are so different and want to show and express their emotions in a different way. Fives show God's omniscience. Sixes, God's steadfast love and loyalty. Mm. Sevens, God's childlike joy and delight in creation. I love that. Yep. Eights mirror God's power and yes. intensity. <laughs> yes, they while do. While nines reflect God's love of peace and desire for union with his children. It's beautiful. So embrace your personality type. And know that as you grow healthy in your personality type and you understand it, you will be reflecting an attribute Love of that God. so much. And so as we all come together as Christians and followers of Christ would say, we're the body of Christ, as St. Paul reminded us, as we come together and not try to change other people into the image of our own personality type, but instead understand that personality type and to be able to allow that person to show and to be that reflection of God, we see God coming to earth through our personalities and the embracing of those personalities. Love it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that this was helpful to you, encouraged you to understand yourself and others better. Um, Lean into the strengths of your personality and do your work. Do the messy work of making yourself better because when we get better, everyone around us gets better. Your spouse gets better. Your family gets better. Your environment gets better. And so... I love this because it gives us an opportunity to do and be better and work on ourselves. Um, So thanks again for tuning into the Messy Life Podcast. We hope this made you laugh. We hope it helped you grow. And um, 
Remember, if you're looking for any of the information or anything mentioned um, in this podcast, all the links will be at joeljohnson.org slash podcast. Uh, please go there, check out all the Enneagram stuff. And uh, we are so thankful that you tuned in, that you turned on the Messy Life Podcast. We've created this podcast because we love helping people along their journeys. Beyond the podcast, you'll find us coaching folks through their messy moments. We do this online or on site for individuals, couples, and organizational leaders. So if you'd like to talk to one or both of us, you can head over to joeljohnson.org or you can get in touch with us through social media. Also, if you like the show, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And you can share it with your friends. If you'd like a copy of the show notes for today's episode, you can head over to joeljohnson.org slash podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Messy Life Podcast.